the NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. I'm just about that action, boss. here with another edition of the nfl gambling podcast on the sports gambling podcast network you know me you know the voice you know the guy it's me really real villain real terrell Furman jr at your service and it's the thursday night football preview so you know i got my guy scott studio right show with me scott what's going on nothing much good to be back looking forward to going through the thursday night card because this game actually might be entertaining based yeah. on what we saw a couple weeks ago. So I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, neither team's in possession anymore of first place, which is sad, but either way, it should be fun. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to what hopefully should be a chaotic game. Worst case scenario. For better or worse, I'm expecting chaos. Yeah, yeah. It's it, At this point, I mean, all four of these teams in this division are in the division. It's pretty shocking, but all of them are in the division. Two of them so, are painful to watch, but at least Carolina and Atlanta can give you an entertaining game from time to time. New Orleans maybe as well. Tampa really is just painful to watch game in, game out. They're really bad. Yeah, yeah. I, huh, well, previewing from – not previewing, but reviewing last week, we had Philadelphia Eagles and the Houston Texans, and the – Eagles got the win. Texans got the cover. I really don't. I really feel like that Texas cover was never in doubt. It was just way too many points. It mm-hmm. was way too many points to have. Unfortunately, the under missed by, I believe, a half a point, I think. Yeah. But. Yeah. Very, very bad beat on the under there. Uh, I'm, that's really all I got from last week. My props, props my props from what I remember went pretty well. Uh, I, I did the right move not taking Mills and no interception, but I replaced it with a sack prop for uh, yeah. Reddick. He didn't get it either. But I ended up having Sanders anytime touchdown, which cashed in the first quarter. That was easy. Yep. I had Goddard anytime touchdown at the end. It'll, I forgot what the price was there. I think it was around two to one, and that ended up cashing. And could have been worse, you know. But overall, when you have two touchdown bets and both them cash, you could have done a lot worse. Oh yeah, absolutely. I had Eagles defense that didn't cash. Thought we could have got there at one point. They had a couple turnovers. Of weird. Just didn't yeah. take one. Yeah. Off of something weird. Thought we could have got there, but. I was really high on Kenny Gainwell. Kenny Gainwell had a really good game. He got the end zone, so still cash from the Kenny Gainwell touchdown prop. I mean, well, that's really it. Let's just go ahead and get into this game. Before we do that, I got to talk about WinBet because they are live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. Have everything you need from casino play to online sports betting, great promos, payouts odds the win bet win hour everything you need and if you sign up today you can get a special offer bet a hundred dollars win a hundred dollars there's so much to choose from all you could have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet 
sportsgamepodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer such a change terms of terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 order and present in the state where played through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right, Scott, let's go ahead and get into this week because we have Game of the year, game of the year, game of the century for Thursday night football. The Atlanta Falcons traveling to play the Carolina Panthers. Ah, what, what is not to like about this game? NFC South matchup of one of the best divisions in football. <laughs> Falcons are laying two and a half on a road. 42 and a half is the total. Let's go look at a weather report for this game, and we have 12-mile-per-hour winds, possible light rain in Charlotte, 64 degrees. And for the injury report, we have Rashad Higgins, who is out. Chuba Hubbard's questionable, uh, and Justin Burris is questionable. And we for Atlanta Falcons, we have A.J. Terrell, who you told me before this has been ruled out. He is yeah. out for this game. Uh, Matt Hennessy, Casey Hayward, Elijah Wilkinson out as well. Felipe Franks and Eric Harris are both questionable. Almost forgot they moved Felipe Franks tight end. It's not an injury, by the way, but just uh, an update on the quarterback situation for Carolina because P.J. Walker did get benched midway through last game. According to reports, Walker will remain the starter for this game. Okay. They don't know what's going to happen moving forward. He might get benched midway through. But Walker will be the one behind center when the game starts. All right. Well, not injury news, but worth announcing. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. And that's going to mean something for DFS later when we talk about it. As far as the spread, two and a half. What are you doing here? All right. Standard, standard take the two and a half, especially when you got a home, a home dog, two and a half. Are you taking two and a half here? I think I am. It's one of those spots where my question for you is let's just say, DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off or doesn't get called for a penalty and Carolina wins the game. Are they two and a half point underdogs at home? Probably not. Mm, probably not. I think I I think I probably would make them, but I just feel like no. I feel like you could I feel like they're probably closer to a pick them at that I point. I was gonna say probably closer to a pick them, something like that. Plus, even besides the more fiasco, if Pinheiro makes the field goal, the very, you know, makeable field goal in overtime. I think Carolina might be either favored in this game or pick them. So these teams seem pretty even from what we saw. That game was absolute chaos a couple weeks ago. It's in Carolina. The weather might be a little bit iffy, which might actually help out Atlanta because they want to run the ball. Mm. But I am going to go with Carolina. It's a spot where most people will blindly take the Falcons. Carolina mm. got killed by Cincinnati. Mixon had five touchdowns last week. It seems like a very good spot to go contrarian. You get a home team on Thursday night in division after getting blown out last week. I think it's a very good spot for Carolina to be undervalued. I'll go with the Panthers. Do I feel great about it? No. But from what I saw in the first meeting, it is a coin flip, and you're giving me two and a half, and you're giving me plus money. That's good enough I for completely me. forgot that they got killed in that game. What Cincinnati what? buried them. Mixing well, they, it five oh, touchdowns. What, it was rough. Oh, but that late touchdown that they got made just pushed them from not being a close drive special this week. Yeah. And just well, barely. Just they, barely I, not. They didn't score with special. Walker. I believe every drive that was a touchdown was led by Mayfield. So yeah. they got buried in that game. But I think it's a good spot. 
for them to potentially bounce back at home. You could argue the team isn't playing for much, but in this division, everyone's playing for something. Mm-hmm. It's a home game on a short week against a rival. Against a team they probably should have beaten the first time around, if we're being honest with each other. Yeah. I do think that there's a bit of motivation there because they, in the words of Dennis Green, they are who we thought they were, and we let mm-hmm. them off the hook. That's kind of the same vibe you can get from the Falcons this week, or from the Panthers this week. Give me Carolina at home. Oh. I kind of wish Mayfield was starting, to be honest, though. But Walker was good against them the first time around. Yeah. Um, that AJ Terrell injury really threw. I really wanted to come up here and just say Falcons, man. The AJ Terrell injury. It's a big deal. Late. Yeah, that really throws things off. Um, I'm going to just bank on the whatever quarterback steps under center for the Panthers being really, really bad. Like, I just can't. I can't back those quarterbacks, man. P.J. Walker or Baker Mayfield. Like, well, I'd, I'd ask feel... you this, though. After Walker was so bad last week against Cincinnati and Mayfield had a classic garbage time special, you know, Cincinnati's running zone coverage the entire second half and Mayfield puts up numbers, who would you have started? I probably would have leaned to Mayfield if I had to make a choice. But I, once again, I don't think you can go wrong either way. Yeah, I, pretty I, I have no idea who I would have picked. I I don't know. I think I would have picked freaking LaVisca Chenault to be a quarterback or something. At least he didn't say Sam Darnold, who I think might actually be active. No. I Give me the Atlanta Falcons. I don't like it, but I just can't. I can't in good faith just sit here and back P.J. Walker or Baker Mayfield. Like they, They're both really, really bad, and I know I like this Panthers defense. That's why I'm still on this under. I think this under is still a pretty solid play, but... Ah, I can't do it. Like, at least I feel somewhat comfortable with the offense. Atlanta. Like, this Atlanta offense was the number one offense in the league for a little while. Like, mm. I know they've fallen off, you know, since they started the season, but I still got to believe something's there with them and Cordell Patterson coming back. This is, you know, now second week of Cordell Patterson being back. I, I just got to hope that they look a little bit closer to what they did in the start of the season. Start going to Drake London more utilize Kyle like they have the weapons that they can actually exploit this Carolina team I'm going with Atlanta minus two and a half it it does feel kind of chalky kind of weird but I just can't this line feels very short doesn't it yeah I just can't I can't bat it's too short for me to bat PJ Walker or Baker Mayfield because I just feel at this point I'm basically saying they're going to win the game and I'm I can't guarantee that those two I really I understand I understand it I just feel like this line at first glance seems way too trappy to me because of the quarterback uncertainty there it's a home team on Thursday night in division yeah I'm hoping after getting embarrassed on the road the coaching staff just lit into the players, and I'm hoping they show some signs of life here. Atlanta's feisty. I'm expecting this game to come down to the wire. If I think it's coming down to the wire, I'll take the points. But I don't feel All great right. about it. I'm on under. You on under? I'm at, uh, what's the weather report again? I know you said earlier 11, in the week it was supposed to be cold. 11, 12 mile per hour winds. You got some possible rain, okay. 64 degrees. I think I'm going to lean over. I don't okay. feel great about it. It's it's really just a matter of both defenses being bad. Atlanta can't stop the pass, and with Terrell out, they're going to have real problems guarding DJ Moore. I'll get into that later. But mm-hmm. Carolina can't stop the run either, and now you're getting Corderell Patterson back who missed the last head-to-head meeting, and they still ran it down their throats. I don't feel great because of the weather and the fact that it's Thursday night in division, but I actually am going to lean to an over. 42.5 after whatever the hell we saw in the first meeting, I think it's just too low. I'll lean over. 
But I, once again, I don't feel great about the side of the total here. All right. Uh, where are we at? First touchdown. Let's get in the first touchdown. That's what I was looking for. All right. First touchdown bets. Scott, I'll let you give it off. Who are you playing this game for first touchdown? So for first touchdown, this is not like last week where you pretty much can guess which team's going to score first. Ironically, we guessed wrong because Houston scored first. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, for <laughs> this overall game, though, I think it could go either way. Uh, based on the fact that the spread's close, I think that both teams have a pretty even shot of winning. That's why I'm kind of leaning to the value there with Carolina winning the game. But for first touchdown, oh boy. I'm trying to think of where the true value lies here. I'm not taking Corderell at 650. Well, I'm Four telling you up. right now, I could just, I'm taking both quarterbacks. Give me Marcus Mariota 13 to 1 and PJ Walker 40 to 1. The Walker one has a lot of value at 40. I was looking at Mariota as well. I thought about Algier, but he's 10 to 1. I think I will go with a wide receiver first. I'm going to take DJ Moore, especially after he went for 150 plus and he had that crazy touchdown at the end of regulation. Mm. Terrell's going to be out. I got to assume Carolina goes into this game knowing they have the worst pass defense in the league and they're missing their top corner. We have to try to throw it. I'll go with DJ Moore. I don't know if you see a better price than 850, but I'll take 850. Mm-mm, 850 is what I see. Yeah, so I'll go with DJ Moore as my favorite pick, and then I'll go down the line with bigger odds. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm on both quarterbacks. I I just the the rushing floor is enough for me to take a stab at them. For another Carolina player, give me Lavisca Chenault at forty three to one. We've seen Baker Mayfield. So even this is kind of a little bit of a hedge because if Baker Mayfield's in the game, he likes LaVisca Chenault. And yeah. LaVisca Chenault has been doing, you know, what we kind of were hoping a little he's bit a, of what we were kind of hoping. He's a Swiss Army knife. For doing some handoffs, gadget yeah. plays, stuff like that. Yeah, so I like I like the chances of LaVisca Chenault getting in. And for another... For another... Ooh, uh falcon i guess it's a little chalky but i'll take it drake london it just feels like drake london's due like drake london is due they they are not utilizing him not really sure why or why not but it feels like he's due to get in the end zone like just have a really really good matchup hopefully he's kind of moving along the formation to kind of avoid the jc horn shadow but yeah I'll, i'll take my chances with drake london it feels like he's due for the record, London did play a team high in snaps last week, and he has led the team of all wide receivers in snap percentage by at least 5% in each of the last three weeks. So he's the most, I can't say used, but he's the most present wide mm. receiver. He's on the field the most. So if you want to go for a volume angle, then I think that makes sense. Uh, for me, I'm going to go with a guy who fantasy owners despise, but I'm going to pick him anyway. I'm going to go Kyle Pitts. Uh, I don't know if you see better than 13 to 1. No. Okay. So I'm going to go 13 to 1. He had a touchdown against Carolina last meeting, and I'm hoping that with the play action game, Pitts can potentially sneak out and get himself open near the goal line. But we know that Pitts is definitely a matchup problem. The problem is they don't throw him the ball. But I'm hoping Carolina ends up overcommitting to the run game in the red zone. You get a play-action pass there. And Pitts has still played a bunch of snaps. He's playing at least 
you know, 70% in basically every week. So I'm assuming that'll get a decent amount of workload here. He was good in the first meeting, which I think matters. And I think that since Carolina might hone in on the run, you might get a decent amount of one-on-one shots. Maybe Mariota throws a jump ball. Maybe, because he does have a one-on-one matchup on the outside. I'll go with Pitts, because I do think he'll have one-on-one coverage, and that might be good enough to have some value at 13-1. to All right. Uh, Where are we at? We are getting into our props. Well, I was going to ask, though, do you have a third one you want to mention, or you only have two? Oh, no. No, I gave I gave four. You I gave, gave both four, quarterbacks. So both quarterbacks, and I got you Drake uh, London, LaVisca and then you Chanel, said Chanel, right? And Drake London, yep. Okay. I was contemplating if I wanted to do another one. I thought about Chanel, too, at 45-1, to one, which was tempting. I thought about a defense mm-hmm. as well, which I thought might have been tempting. Uh, let me just look Ooh, quickly. Carolina's defense is fun. I don't know what's better, though, Carolina or Atlanta, because Walker might throw a really bad pick six. Can't hurt either. Uh, you know what? I actually I actually think I will add another. I'm going to go with another Carolina wide receiver. I am going to go with uh, – I might butcher the pronunciation. Is it Chi Smith or Shy Smith? Shy Smith. It's Shy? Okay. So I'll take Shy at 28-1. to 1. I think there's value there. I thought about taking Marshall, uh, but he's 16-1. to 1. But Chai Smith got a decent amount of run last week. Now, yes, they were getting killed. I acknowledge it. But he mm-hmm. played 80% of snaps last week. He's played at least 48% of snaps since week four in every single game. Mm-hmm. So he has gotten a decent amount of workload here. They got rid of Robbie Anderson, which has definitely increased Shai's actual workload, him and Terrence Marshall. So I do think you'll end up seeing Shai get some value. If you're on the field against this pass defense, then I think you're worth a flyer. I think 28 to one's worth a flyer for a guy who played decently while getting 80% of snaps last week. Yeah, I like it. Uh, all right. Let's get into the prop section and what we're doing prop wise. I'll kick things off over there and DJ Moore over 59 and a half receiving yards. Yeah. We're just going to double lock that. That's my first. Yeah. Point. Yeah. I mean, it, the AJ Terrell being out really just kind of solidified that DJ Moore does have a history of having really, really good games against the Falcons. And so, yeah, DJ Moore over uh, 59 and a half receiving yards. I would actually ladder that up all the way to a hundred. Yeah. I think I DJ Moore could absolutely go nuclear against the Falcons. My first uh, huge player prop parlay that I hit on NFL Sunday. I know I hit one last week, but two weeks ago I had one. I had more, I believe it was 80 plus, and it was like plus 230, plus 240 or something, solely on the premise of Atlanta's pass defense is garbage, and I was hoping Mm -hmm. they'd throw the ball. I don't know what changes here. Terrell's out again. You could argue weather, but Moore can take any pass 70 yards. They should throw it to him. I mean, he's clearly their best weapon. And I'm hoping after Foreman torched this team in the first meeting, maybe Atlanta tries to put their linebackers in the box a bit more and tries to just limit the run and dare Walker to beat them. And if that's the case, you might have some one-on-one coverage. So I don't mind more against the number two corner for Atlanta on a snap-in, snap-out basis. So I I agree with you. I'll double lock that. Not even number three because Casey Hayward's out. That's right. I forgot about Hayward. Yeah, so I'll double lock that with you. I think that's a great deal. All right. Uh, Let's see. What's my second prop? My second prop. I'm going over to Cordell Patterson. Give me Cordell Patterson over his 53 and a half rushing yards. And I know that he was, you know, just came back from injury last week. He got in the end zone last week. Look a little rough sometimes running the ball, but twice, didn't he? 
Yeah, he did twice. He got in zone twice last week. And so it's really just hands down falling on the fact that Carolina has the third worst uh, defense to the running back position. In They're terms really, of really points. bad. Yeah, really bad in terms of fantasy points. Third most in fantasy points. They are fourth most in yards allowed at and in the on the year, like yards allowed against the running back position. So this is just a really, really good matchup for Cordo Patterson. They have shown that, you know, when Cordo Patterson is in the game, he is the guy they want to give the ball to him. I think another week he's gotten a little bit healthier. They're gonna go and they're gonna make him a bell cow for this game. He's gonna break off a couple of big runs and you know, he is running back Cordell Patterson. That is who he is now. So yeah, give me Cordell Patterson over fifty three and a half rushing yards. I think this is way too short. Yeah, so for me, I'm going to take a similar play because it's the same player, but I am going to switch. I'm going to take anytime touchdown for Patterson. I see plus 110. I don't know if you see a better line, but I think it's a little bit absurd that he's getting plus money here when Carolina yep. is so bad against the run. They ended up using a serious committee last week because they it was his first game back off the IR. You were still giving Algier some run. You had some other running backs you were kind of throwing out there with Keith Smith. You had Huntley. But Patterson at two touchdowns with only getting 39% of the snaps, that's obviously going to go up because Patterson's their arguably best offensive player or most valuable offensive player this season. Yep. So if he's going to get more volume and he's been a touchdown machine and Carolina can't stop the run, Patterson can also catch passes out of the backfield. I'm going to take him anytime touchdown. It worked last week with Sanders. I just expected the game flow and the overall game plan to really just work itself out against a bad run defense. Same story here. We know they don't want Mario to throw the ball more than 20 times in a game. So mm-hmm. I think that he'll get a decent amount of run, maybe a couple catches in the backfield. He's also just a very good player. I'll take Patterson at plus money to score a touchdown. All right. Let's see. My last prop. I'm going with Marcus Mariota over 30 and a half rushing yards. Now, last week was the anomaly, was the bad week. They couldn't get really anything going offensively. But prior to that, four of the last five, he has hit over this prop last four. Outside of last week, the four before that, he has gone over this prop in every single game. And it's more going back to I'm just going to fade the – it's not even really a fade, but it's just more of – this Carolina secondary is actually really good. Like, they're really good. J.C. Horn is locking down a whole side of the field, and they're throwing different looks at them. I think that this is going to be more of coverage yards where there's coverage downfield, and he's just going to go break off and get, you know, 10 yards here, 15 yards there, whatever, just really big games for Marcus Mariota, just making something to happen with his legs, especially with it being a little windy outside as well. So, yeah, I like Marcus Mariota to get this done. He's been doing it in the past. Yeah, for me, I'm going to go with – I'm actually going to go with a bit of a gamble here, but I think this number's too low. It's going to be P.J. Walker, and I know he might get benched mid-game. I know the weather's not great, but his passing yards are set at 173.5. Mm-hmm. I got to take the over on that. I mean, if I'm, if I'm expecting D.J. Moore to play very well, and if I'm expecting you know Carolina to really exploit Atlanta's brutal pass defense mm-hmm. with – uh, with Terrell not being in the lineup, I do think that the game's going to present itself opportunities for Walker to really be able to exploit this defense, either in big plays or even just through volume. But you're looking at the last meeting against Atlanta. 
He had 317 passing yards. Yeah. He attempted 36 passes. I, I think that there's a lot of good game flow potential here. 173 and a half, I think, is insanely low. And I get it's priced in. If he's awful, will Mayfield play? Will this happen? If it's a close game, they're not benching the quarterback. That's just not going to happen. But the fact that mm. they stuck with Walker, even though he was so bad, you could not play much worse than he did in the first half against Cincinnati. The fact he's still behind center means that the coaching staff really doesn't want to see Baker Mayfield again. <laughs> it means they really know what they have in Baker Mayfield, and they're still yeah. kind of experimenting with Walker. Yeah. It's just a spot where you're against the defense giving up the most passing yards per game, and the number's 173.5. It might just be on principle, but I have to take the over. I think that number's too low. You can accidentally walk into one, to 200 if you have a couple of big plays. All right. Yeah, no, I like it. I like it. I'm with you. Um... By the way, three. If you want to go, if you want to get wild, two hundred fifty plus passing yards is around like four or five to one. Three hundred mm-hmm. passing yards is ten to one. If you want to get wild with it, you might be able to find a spot here. But I do want to shop around and see if there's a better line. But I do think if you're actually looking into some Walker alternatives, just hoping Atlanta's pass defense is even worse than we're claiming. And I'll tell you yeah. right now, it is worse than we're than you really have. Yeah, to Yeah, no, see it's it really bad, and that's why, like, you're saying it, and I'm sitting here. I'm like, dang, I'm one. I'm rethinking my Atlanta, uh, my Atlanta play, but also by which point? Do I, First touchdown? Uh, no, Atlanta, um, minus two and a half. Okay, uh, look, I'm just gonna yeah. throw it out there because I did, I did shop around. So Walker, I found one sixty-five and a half for passing yards. So I'm saving eight yards all day every day. I'll take that. Walker 200 passing yards is plus 240. Walker 225 is plus 520. And Walker 250 is plus 880. Damn, what the hell are you looking? I'm just saying, if you want to give me the worst pass defense in the league and tell uh, tell a quarterback who just had 300 and change against this defense, please don't suck. I guarantee you there are significantly worse five to one shots or eight to one shots you can take. Yeah, absolutely. No, I'm with you. I'm all over that. I might yeah. even ladder that. I might get killed with it, but the upside is tremendous. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I love it. All right. Let's go ahead and get straight into DFS. And we're talking our DFS lineup. I'll kick things off with my captain slot. I'm going to him. AJ Terrell's out. This secondary sucks. He's the guy. He's the per- he should have a million targets. Even in bad weather, he should have a million targets. DJ Moore in my captain slot. I think he he always goes off like he has his best games against the Falcons. Mm. He has his best games against the Falcons. He's at home. They this team, believe it or not, is actually in it for the division. Like they just had that crazy loss to this team, and where he, you know, sent the game at the kiss of death to overtime. I'm I'm back in DJ Moore here. Give me DJ Moore to cap the slot. Yeah, so I'm not gonna waste anybody's time. I got the same captain. I think it's a great spot to not take the quarterbacks because nobody's really gonna like the quarterbacks. I'll mention one in a second, but I am gonna go DJ Moore. I just think for his salary and you're looking for the percentage, I'm assuming most people will probably end up going with one of the quarterbacks. Some people might even think that Mayfield's starting and they're going to completely waste a spot. Like It wouldn't surprise me if a bunch of people last second 
oh, Mayfield's probably going to start. Why is his salary so high? I have to use Mayfield. And it's like, no, he's not actually going to play. So <laughs> I do think, though, Corderell is going to be a popular choice because of the touchdown upside. Mm-hmm. I think that people might argue Mariota because he gives you rushing upside as well. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to go DJ Moore. I think that he's going to be a somewhat common non-quarterback captain. But if it's anywhere below 20%, which it should be, I'm assuming more captain will be what, like 15%, maybe 12%. Yeah. I can live with that. I'll take more. All right. I'm going to just go ahead and say my next two because they're the same thing, both teams. I'm playing both defenses. I tried not to. So I'm not. So we we do have a decent amount of parity here. So, okay. Cool. Whoa. You okay over there? I just had some type of heartburn or something. Oh, my God. You got the Prilosec, you got the Prilosec on standby? I'm too young for this. Oh, man. I don't so, know. Do you know when it like kind of like comes up your throat? or What is that? Oh, wow. You mean acid reflux? That. I get that all the time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was terrible. I don't know what you're putting in that juice, but you might have to take it a little easy. <laughs> I'm about to start drinking water, and that's it. I could. I almost died. Wow. All right. What did I say I was doing? You're taking both defenses. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Shit. All right. Ugh. I'm taking both defenses, people. When I get my life together, I'm taking both defenses because, again, I'm on under for this game. I think that this is going to be a complete parallel from what it was last game. And they're just like both teams are going to find it really, really hard to score. I truly believe that. And whether it's interceptions, fumbles at the goal line, anything, everything's going to happen. I just have a feeling that it's going to be a bunch of yardage, like a lot of yardage, you know, between the 20s in this game. But I don't think it's going to put, like, just transfer over to a lot of points on the scoreboard. I think sacks are going to be available for Atlanta with P.J. Walker, Baker, Mayfield. I think that interceptions and all of that is going to be on the table, especially for Carolina on – being able to, you know, just throw different looks at that secondary, catch them and catch Marcus Mariota off guard. I think that you have both defenses, plenty of opportunity to score. So, yeah, I'm playing both defenses in this one. Yeah, for me, I'm going to start off with the stack. I'm going to go with P.J. Walker. I mentioned the alternative for passing yards, et cetera. On general principle, if you're going to give me a starting quarterback against the worst pass defense in the league, I'm going to take you. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if I'm going to take more, who I think is going to have a big game, then I'm obviously going to consider taking the starting quarterback who should be throwing him the ball. People are going to argue for Mayfield, but the fact that he's really not behind center tells me the coaching staff, once again, really does not want to see Mayfield back there. And mm-hmm. they're kind of exploring all options. I wouldn't be surprised if Donald potentially starts in a week or two because they just want to experiment on everybody on the roster. But still, I'll go with Walker. I think it's a good spot. He had 300-plus passing yards in the last meeting. He can also run a little bit, so he gives you a little bit of mobility. I'll go with him. Not really going to spend much more time talking about it. And I'll go with another one because you gave out two. I am going to go with Corderell. I think that he's going to score a touchdown in this game. I think that Atlanta should give him a lot more work. He had roughly 39% of the snaps, and he still had two touchdowns last week. So I think that if he bumps that number up to 50 or 60, he will end up getting a good performance where he should end up Really just having himself a day. I think he'll end up playing well. I think you'll end up seeing him have a good performance near the goal line as well because he's a much bigger you know, wide receiver converted running back. He's their goal mm-hmm. line guy, and Carolina can't stop the run. Give me Corderell because he could go for 100. He could potentially go for two touchdowns. There's a lot of ways for him to have a big impact on this matchup. So give me Patterson and give me Walker as my next two. 
Yeah, I'm on Cordell too. I'm all over Cordell too. I have. I think Cordell you have to be. Yeah, I I played the Russian prop. I think that he has a really good game. I told you how they are third most fantasy points to opposing running backs. So I think Cordell has a very good day. He has to be in your lineup. Yeah, and go ahead, knock out a third one. Okay, so my next one, I am going to go to the public enemy number one, or maybe number two now in fantasy, because I think Jonathan Taylor is the new public enemy number one. (laughs) It's going to be Kyle Pitts. I think it's a good spot for him. I know that he's been bad in a lot of games, but he had a very good stat line. He had a very good stat line against Carolina. Uh, If you go through his numbers there, he had five catches, 80 yards, one touchdown. And it's really just based on salary. He's 8,500 in the platform that I'm using. For comparison, Eddie Pinheiro and Terrence Marshall are 9,000. Like he's 500 (laughs) cheaper than Terrence Marshall and Pinheiro. I have to take it on principle. I mean, I just think it's way too cheap. I get that Pitts' numbers aren't great. He's still on the field all the time. He has touchdown upside. He's still a matchup problem. I'm expecting Carolina to overcommit to the run and maybe set up some play-action stuff. I've seen too many play-action touchdown passes to tight ends to not consider Mm -hmm. taking a starting one at 8,500. He's cheaper than the Carolina kicker that missed an extra point in the field goal. I have to take it on the price. Give me, I got to take Pitts. That price is too cheap. It's hilarious, man. It's absolutely hilarious. It's so cheap, though. I have to. Yeah, no, no, I'm not mad. And most people probably wouldn't even take him because they're traumatized of what he's done so far this season. I'm, I'm most people. Me, that's me. Most people. I'm Uh, solely at the price. Marcus Mariota. I'm playing Marcus Mariota because, again, and I think this Carolina defense is really good. And I think Marcus Mariota can really do some damage on the ground here. Like, I think this could be an opportunity where it's these are not design runs, but he just kind of makes something happen with his legs and extends drives a little bit. And so I, it's more of – I'm not even really playing this. I'm playing him more as another, a second running back in this game in my eyes. Like, I'm kind of playing him as a second running back. And whatever I get out of the passing game, all right, cool, thank you. But – I think that it's going to be majority of his damage coming on the ground here, maybe getting in, in the end zone on the ground as well. Marcus Mariota is my next player. Okay, and for me, my last spot, I know you have an extra one after this. I am going to go with Atlanta's kicker. I'm going to take Young Wei Koo. I know the weather might not be great. I love him as a kicker. He's as close to automatic as they come. I think he's a top 10 kicker easily in the league. But you're looking at his numbers against Carolina, and he was very good. He had 14 points at the game-winning kick mm-hmm. in overtime. But he made four extra points. He made three field goals. He's attempted at least two field goals in each of the last two games. He's attempted at least two field goals in one, two, three, four, in six of the games so far this season. So he has been used a decent amount. Okay. I do think there's a spot for him to potentially hit a 50-something yarder before half. Atlanta's offense might stall in the red zone. They have to kick. But I do think Young Way should have a decent amount of actual run in this game. I'm also leading to the over, so I'm expecting a decent amount of scoring drives from both teams in the spot. I'm not taking Pinheiro because of how awful he was in that overtime and that extra point at the end. Give me Youngway. I think he's a good kicker, and I do think his salary is pretty generous considering the fact that I think he's reliable. Give me a kicker to be a little bit exotic in my lineup. Give me Youngway Koo. Yeah. All right. Last spot for me, going wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Give me shot smooth. I like your shots with talk when you're talking first touchdown and 
he's he got eight percent of snaps last week. Like that is a huge workload. Now the targets did not match up to it, but if you're on the field, I'm gonna assume. And I was I was short for cash a little bit, and so he was the next wide receiver for Carolina that I could afford, and I like to play. Uh, you know, South Carolina guy. So, you know, he knows everybody here in this area came from University of South Carolina. And this could be a very, very good spot where, again, getting the fourth, fifth best corner on this Carolina team at this point is a matchup you want to exploit. And I want other sides of the ball that I can get that. So I'm definitely going to have some shy Smith on me for sure. I don't have much more to add there. Yeah, no, that's about it. Like anything else? That was a, I feel like that was a quick breakdown. We've got through that pretty quickly. Anything else for the people? I was going to say, I feel like some people might end up breaking down or including Marshall. I could use Marshall instead of Youngway, and Marshall has gotten a bunch of run. I wasn't sure how committed I should be to Carolina's passing game. Mm. Like Marshall, I loved at LSU. I thought he was a great player. It seems like he's really had a hard time finding his footing in the NFL. Yeah, I, I don't know if that's coaching. I don't know if it's on him, but it's just it's not. Trend. I thought he would be. I'm not saying he'd be in the conversation with Justin Jefferson. And I thought he'd Chase, be a top 10 slot receiver he, in the league. Yeah, I thought he'd be somebody that we'd be looking to week to week. Like, hey, this could be a really good week for him. And it just hasn't happened yet. Uh, maybe, He's been good the last two weeks. He had four catches for 87 against Atlanta and he had three catches for 53 and a touchdown against Cincinnati pure garbage time against Cincinnati and Mayfield gave him all the touches. I'm not even sure if PJ is going to look his way, but you can make a case. If you want to swap out young way for Marshall, I just think Marshall will be pretty common because of his last couple of weeks. Yeah. That's why I, I want to go shy. unique. So that's why, that's why I'm going with young way. I'm hoping they overlook the kickers. All right. Before we get into our lock and anytime touchdown, got to talk to you about us, the SGP and merch store where you can get 10% off of the promo of all gear. Everything from now until Thanksgiving, you can get 10% off, do some early holiday shopping. You can get the talk about my third leg shorts that I like. Third of the leg parlay. Of my parlay, yes, of my yeah, parlay. Of I, forgot I don't know what you guys were thinking. It. Yeah, people parlay. be thinking crazy, so I have to mention it again. Of the parlay, we're talking about the parlay. Get out the gutter. Promo code D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. That is the promo code. There is no exclamation point. There is no exclamation point. I just want everybody to make sure they know there is no exclamation point. (laughs) D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. Now, whatever that spells, then you know whatever that spells. But that that is the promo code. Go use it. Hop to the merch store, store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. That's store.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. D-A-L-L-A-S-S-U-C-K-S. No exclamation point. All right. Let's do it. Lock and Anytime touchdown time presented. I feel like we're going to have the same lock, but I'm going to let you go first. Are we really? I think we might. I'm taking Cordell. Okay, then we are not. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking Cordell. I mean, I like I like DJ and all, but I'm taking Cordell for the lock because it's just it's just too like the weather. The game script. Everything that they need runs through Cordell Patterson. It has to. I'm going with Cordell over 53 and a half rushing yards. 
and for your touchdown? For my touchdown, you know, I like value plays. I mean, I need some value on my anytime touchdown. Uh, Depends how you want to look at it. Do you want to go for down. something safer? Or are you going for the long shot? Yeah. Um, Shy Smith is a fun long shot. I'm not going to lie to you, but I, I see Mariota at plus two. Yeah, that, look, I got Mariota at plus two fifty, so okay. I'm going Marcus Mariota plus two fifty, and I'm just going off of the same mindset of I think that this is going to be a run heavy game for the Atlanta Falcons, and it's going to be Cordo Patterson and Marcus Mariota probably alternating of each. I think they both are going to have end zone chances, so give me Marcus Mariota plus two fifty anytime touchdown. Okay, for my lock, I'm going to go back to DJ Moore. I'm going to take him over in receiving yards. Um, just confirming I can get the best number. I see 58 and a half. Let me just see if I can do better than that. Uh, yeah, 58 and a half is the best I'm going to get. I'm taking the over. I was going to make a case for DJ, and sorry, for uh, for PJ, but I am a bit concerned about him getting benched midway through. I just love the prices on those passing yards, but there is a chance he gets hurt or maybe he gets benched. Mm-hmm. Regardless of who's behind center, Moore should have a mismatch every time he's on the field. And I don't think Atlanta is going to double him. I don't think they're going to shadow over the top. I think they're going to try to just focus on forcing PJ to beat them. And I think they'll take their chances, especially in questionable weather. I'm going to take DJ Moore over 58 and a half receiving yards. I just think that he is too good of a player to have a number this low after going for 150 and change in the first mm-hmm. meeting. I'm going with the over and receiving yards. All right. And your touchdown. My touchdown, I thought about maybe doubling down on more. I thought about it, but I don't know if mm-hmm. I actually want to. Uh, are, is there any value on any guys that I actually like? Because I've been taking some middle shots. I hit with Goddard last week. I don't want to make a case for Pitts, but I can make a case for Pitts, but I'm not ready to double down on him like that. Um, You know what? Yeah, I'm going to go pretty safe here. I, I am going to go with Corderell. I think at plus 110, it should not be plus money, in my opinion. I get the argument is they have Algier, they have uh, Huntley, they have a couple other options, but Patterson's the guy, especially in the goal line situations. Give me Patterson plus 110. I wanted to make a case for a longer shot. DJ Moore's at plus 150. Eh. Pitts would be my long, long shot at like plus 255, but Mm. I am going to go with Patterson. I just think plus money for a guy who had two touchdowns last week against a defense that can't stop the run. It's too nice of a spot. I'm going to take Patterson at plus 110. All right. Everybody, if you're not already, shame on you. But make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Do it on wherever you get your podcast. Do it on YouTube. Like, comment, all of that stuff. Everybody in the network, NBA, that's going crazy. College experience, tennis, uh, hockey, MMA, everything in the podcast, fantasy baseball, fantasy basketball, fantasy football, everything. Lock into the entire podcast because we have what you need. We have what you need and we have for a flat price of free, absolutely free. Make sure you tap in with everybody. Scott, anything else for the people before we go? Uh, Not really. Uh, Looking forward to cashing some bets with you. I know we also just did a total show for the nfl card so look so you know check that out if you want some action on sunday as well uh, besides that go and do another nfl show with munaf on friday afternoon for the sunday afternoon game should be fun i know we're doing the nba podcast on friday uh so looking forward to that 
And yeah, a lot of sports going on. I, we even got the World Cup coming up. I know that there is a brand new podcast that's dropping. Uh, potential inside information there on the World Cup alone. So get excited for that. I'm not involved with it. I'll be doing the editing, but still. Uh, other than that, though, find me on Twitter. It's where I got all my free picks, all my whatever. And you know where to get. You know where to find me. So. All right, everybody. At Rush Show Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. And really don't have anything else for you. Nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No idea how I'm going to end the podcast. So let's just end it like this. We are out. 